Is the mic on? Yes, sir. Yeah, I know who it is, man. It's your man, John A. Shows, host of that Lunchroom Tether Podcast. Man, I hope you guys enjoy this pre-recorded episode. This is Plenty of Dead Fish Part 1. This is a two-part episode series that I'm working on. Dating episode, giving you guys insight into dating apps, giving you guys insight into sometimes the chaos that can come from dating apps. Also, diving into some of Simone Biles, um, Cardi B. Got a follow-up with Cardi B that I told you guys what was going to happen. I told you guys, man, Cardi B, her history, she jumps online, she vents, and then she takes somebody back. That is her history. Also, Scarlett jumped on social media to expose a man for being a one-minute man. Missy Elliott told you, motherfuckers. And that's why, fellas, you got to be careful who you date. You can't date somebody who's going to jump online and vent 24-7. And again, ladies, you can't date a man who's going to expose your business. A relationship is private. Who you lay down with is private. So I hope you guys enjoyed this two-part episode. This is Plenty of Dead Fish Part 1. And again, if you love the podcast, let your friends know. Tell your coworkers, your mama, your cousin. And again, my cash app is dollar sign NYC story 718. My Venmo is lunchroom chatterpod. Happy New Year's. Merry Christmas. Everything to you guys, man. And again, we are in for a big 2024. So you guys who stayed locked into that brand new LCP. Stay locked in. Again, let's get to the episode. This is Plenty of Dead Fish Part 1. Hope you guys enjoy. It's that lunchroom chatter podcast, you know? Will you sit up and think about fucking your girl's best friend, but you can't because your girl's a fighter and she'll fuck you up. This that lunchroom chatter podcast where you lay up and think about being a porn star, but you can't because you come too quick, so you gotta eat the pussy for 95 minutes. Mmm, that kind of shit. This that lunchroom chatter podcast where you in bed at night thinking about beating your meat, but you can't because you live with your mama. And she busts in the room and said, Bitch, get the fuck up. Mama, why you ain't knock on the door first? This that kind of shit. Where you can be yourself, where you can relax, where you could put yourself into the mind of another nigga. So stay tuned. Let's get this shit popping. Lunchroom Shadow Podcast, baby. <laughs> Brand new LCP. You guys are tuned in right now. But first of all, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year to everybody out there, man, who is a fan of that Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Now, I've been telling you guys that I've been working on a two-part dating episode. You guys are right now stepping into part one of that two-part dating episode. Now, over the past four to five weeks, might be five to six weeks, I lost count. I've taken time out of my life in the evening, sometimes during the day, on the weekend, and I've dived into dating apps. I've joined three dating apps so, so that I can get a lot of information, get research. I didn't want to go off of what, People say what social media says, what the Internet says, what TV says. I wanted to see how the dating space was for myself. You could ask your friends, your mama, your cousin, your auntie. You could go online. But the best way to find out how something is, is to dive in that shit yourself. And that's what I did. I've joined. I joined Hinge. Facebook dating and one more. I don't remember. 
I've been on there about five to six weeks. And every time I came across somebody, I hit the heart. And I did that because I wanted to get a lot of research data. But also, I didn't go on the apps simply for research because, as you know, sometimes things are unpredictable. Sometimes things happen that you don't plan for. So in the process of my five to six weeks of doing research, if I had come across somebody and I felt, you know what, this person has potential, then I would have gave them the time of day. So I didn't jump on the app to simply do research and say, fuck everybody. If I came across somebody that was mature, grown, somebody who I felt would have been a great match for me, then I would have 100% entertained it. So I didn't jump on there strictly for research and fuck everybody else. So let me say that right there because we ain't do that shit. Oh, my God. Y'all can stop, okay, because I jumped on there for research and then in the process, had I found somebody, you never know what could have happened. Maybe she might have been Mrs. Schultz. You never know. But what I found on those apps, man, was... As people get older, it's a lot of fucking trauma that people hold on to that they have never resolved because as they get single, they dive back into casual sex land, having sex, doing this, having a fling, a situationship, and they never work out that trauma. Never. And that's the issue that a lot of people face. But also, you got to remember to be safe on those apps because safety, that's the number one thing, man, before anything, before perks, looks, Gaining things. The number one thing you have to look out for, you got to make sure you're safe. You got to make sure that you're making smart decisions, man. Now, before I dive into some of my experiences, um, you guys know I love to hit you guys with a dose of reality. Because, like I said, the key tip with dating apps, first and foremost, you got to be safe. Especially when you're a woman. Because a lot of men will try to come to your place first night take you on a date and now because they pay for the date, they want to go back to your place or vice versa because they're trying to get smashed again. Not all men, but if you're a woman, you got to take those extra steps of precaution, especially when you have kids, especially when you have people that depend on you. So before I dive into some of my experiences and how I ended up matching with a woman, I believe I might've matched with her on hinge. She was 48 years old and she ended up, being rude, triggered by something I felt was so simple. And again, at the end, she ended up coming back and apologizing. She said, you know what? I apologize. I had my past trauma. It triggered me. You know, that's something that I need to work on. So I apologize. And she gave me this long ass speech about why she's sorry and blah, blah, blah. And how in the past I let men do this and X, Y, Z. And I'm like, uh, okay. And that was the last conversation we had because I'm not, I can't hit you up no more after that. I can't because she's 48 years old. She had so much fucking unresolved trauma that I wanted no part of, man. So before I dive into that, I, I'm going to read you guys the, 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 um, that part of the text exchange too. Like I said, we're going to be open. I've kept my research. I've did, I, I did my screenshots. I spent time on them apps, baby. Six weeks of my time. On that motherfucker. Now, in the process, I met about maybe one or two people who I can see still being friends with. I don't know. I don't know about dating, but I want to dive into a quick news story. This is a story fairly recently of a Houston area teacher. She met a man on a dating app and within one week. She was shot and killed. So let's dive into this. This is K.H.O.U. 11. 
An arrest is made in the murder of an elementary school teacher, Wendy Duan. She was shot and killed at her Sugarland home. Investigators say she met the suspected gunman on a dating app. They reportedly knew each other for only a week before Sunday shooting. Investigators say Duan got into an argument with Jarvis Thompson. She was shot several times in her backyard. Right now, Thompson is awaiting extradition back to Texas. The Fugitive Task Force found him in Shreveport, Louisiana yesterday. Brittany Ford has more on the arrest and joins us now. Brittany. The investigators say that Thompson was in Louisiana for about two days at an unidentified home before he was arrested. Today, authorities gave us new details into how the two met and what led up to the murder. 26-year-old Charvis Thompson has been charged with capital murder for the death of 28-year-old Wendy Dwan. Police say the two had met on an online dating app called Meet Me. The information that we received was they met online on, on an app and uh, they knew each other exactly about uh, a week. I think they met a couple days prior to uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, but the first time they'd actually physically seen each other was New Year's Eve. Investigators were called to Duan's home in the New Territory subdivision in Sugarland Saturday night after neighbors heard gunshots. When officers arrived, they found Duan shot to death in the backyard. Police believe a fight between the two led to shots fired. Thompson had been on the run for the last week before being located and arrested in Shreveport, Louisiana. It was a brutal murder, um, sadly, for, for her and her family and her friends. So we're able to do our part, a little part in and what we can do to try to bring him to justice. Duan was a beloved A. Leaf ISD teacher who had taught third grade at Boone Elementary for several years. The district's Twitter account is filled with photos showing her love for teaching and her students. In light of the tragedy, there's got to be a general awareness. Authorities are sending this message to anyone planning to meet someone online communicating with your parents your family your friends hey this is what i'm doing this is who i'm going out with this is where we're meeting are we meeting in a very public place are there other people around things of that nature now thompson is currently being transported to the fort bend county jail however authorities i want to give it one more applause not for um those claps were not in relation to the news story it was in relation to what the police chief said at the end if you're going to meet somebody you're going out especially with a stranger that you met online, tell somebody, your friends, your family, your mama, your auntie, whoever, and please, number one, do not give them your home address. Please don't do that. Like, that is where you lay your head. That is where your kids sleep. That is where you reside at. Don't ever give somebody who you just met your home address. Please don't do that. Now, I want to take a second, man. I want to dive into the um, what I was just telling you guys about. Where I met a 48-year-old woman. She was white, named Amy. Amy's her name. So, you know, we ended up matching on a dating app. Hinge. A matter of fact, let me cue up the background music. So, like I said, man, I ended up matching with this this old woman. She's about 43, 44 years old. Her name was Amy. So we ended up matching, and after about maybe 30 minutes, she said, hey, can we exchange numbers? I said, no problem. And I said, sure, because me, I am 
a blocker. So if you annoy me, if you turn out to be somebody else, I'm going to block you and I'm going to move the fuck on. So we exchanged numbers right now. Eventually, after about maybe an hour, she started asking. She said, "Um, hey, can I ask you some questions? And I said, sure. And she was asking me questions. And every time I gave her an answer, all she kept giving me was the thumbs up. She kept giving. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because the thumbs up could mean so many different things. The thumbs up could mean, okay, I see you, I understand. Or the thumbs up could mean, I don't give a fuck about what you're saying. But she gave me three thumbs Now, she asked me three questions. And she gave me three thumbs up to all of my responses. And about 25, 30 minutes went by. I got no reply. So I said, you know what? I'm doing laundry. I'm about to go fold my laundry. I'll hit you later. And I said that because I'm like... We was deep in conversation in relation to things that she wanted to ask me. And it was like small things. It it wasn't like she asked something serious and my response made her not reply. She was asking like basic small shit. So, like I said, she kept giving me a thumbs up. And once I said, hey, I'm going to go fold some laundry. I'll hit you later. Then she got triggered. So, so why you leaving? So why? So this. And I'm like, you asked me questions. And all you gave me back was the thumbs up. There's nothing I can do with a thumbs up. You asked me three questions in quick succession. I gave you three answers back. I didn't get no reply back except the emoji thumbs up. So at this time, I'm going to take it as you don't want to communicate no more because I answered what you said and I'm thinking more is on the way and you ain't telling me that. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go fold my laundry. And like I said, she got triggered. She got rude. I ain't going to dive into like some of the details, but she was very, very triggered. And after having a brief discussion about it she said i apologize for being rude to you it did trigger something in me from my past and it wasn't fair to you i understand if that was too crazy for you i now know why i reacted that way i want to i want to go like i said this is about only two hours into us even having communication i met her two hours ago Like I said, with the thumbs up, she was like, so yeah, you know, like how could you think the thumbs up means it's the end of the conversation in what universe does a thumbs up mean anything else except okay. That's at this point I knew I'm probably I'm not talking to her no more. So I said, I told her, I said, hey, you know, in other parts of the country, a thumbs up can mean something. A thumbs up can mean something worse. In some countries, a thumbs up can mean fuck you. In some cultures, a thumbs up is offensive. And then she said, you're right. That was rude. I was triggered and it was not fair. It wasn't even about the thumbs up. It was deeper. So at this point, I'm listening. She said, there was a lot of gaslighting that I allowed in my past. Bullseye. Here we go. Now we get into the root of the issue. And I knew that there was an issue because within the first 15 minutes of us communicating, she kept generalizing. You know, men don't do this. Men, men, men. And she kept saying men as opposed to the people I've dealt with in the past. That's the proper term because if you got four exes, those four exes don't speak for every man. But like I said, in the world now, those four exes now become every man because of the generalizing. But she said, in my past, I allowed gaslighting. And I thought that was what was going on now. Wasn't even really about the meaning of a thumbs up. If that's too much for you, I totally get it. 
I showed my ass. And now she said, for me in my past, the guy would get upset, shut down, and then nothing would be wrong. When obviously there was. So I'm like, there was nothing wrong. You asked me questions. I replied back. You gave me three thumbs up. Never replied back. I'm like, I'm just going to go fold my laundry. Like, what's the issue? And she said, you know, so that triggered something in me. And I did not want to go through that again. I thought gaslighting was happening. But I understand what you are saying. I showed my ass for about 15 minutes. I understand if you no longer want to communicate with me. That was the last conversation, honestly, because after she finished that, I just, I blocked her. Kept it moving. Went to the app, Unmatch. I I don't even want no more communication with you. So, Amy... Wherever you are in life, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing great. And I hope that she works on that past trauma, man. Because like I said, man, too many people jump on apps, Hinge, Tinder, Facebook, wherever they want to find somebody, Bumble, and they have trauma that is unresolved. And they use that trauma as a as a guiding force, even though they shouldn't. In relation to what they should look for in the future And like I said man it's, it's I've seen a lot of crazy shit And I've seen one caption Well one bio This woman was 35 years old This is her bio She said I am temporarily disabled at the moment And I use a walker to get around I don't drive I am in search of my king Who is capable of turning my life around Oh my god Look I'm gonna say right now if you're 34 years old, you're disabled, you don't drive, you can't walk currently because I, um, I'm assuming she broke her legs or something like that based on the pictures that she had in her bio. If that's where you at, focus on getting better first. Focus, focus on getting your life back on track in some shape or form. Don't be at your lowest and now you're on apps trying to find somebody because now you, you let it be known. Hey, I want a man that's going to fix my life for me. I can't walk. I don't got a car. I'm not mobile. And we're going to boo her. But like I said, it's not about her. It's not about her not being able to walk because accidents happen. Health issues happen. It's about focusing on on yourself personally at the moment so that that, so that, that way you can improve and you can get better. So that way, the man you do meet, the woman you do meet, that they're stepping into a healthy place. They're not stepping into a place where you are at your lowest and now they have to reverse all of that for you. That's why I say it's too much of that on dating apps, past trauma, unresolved pain that people hold on to. Like I said, man, the segue from that, man, I want to speak about what happened about maybe about a week, two weeks ago with Simone Biles and how um, her husband, NFL player Jonathan Owens, he was on a podcast, I, I believe The Pivot. It was Jonathan Owens was there with Simone Biles and he kind of referenced how he was the catch and women got outraged. Oh my God, how could you? You a man, you can never be the catch. Look, I'm going to say right now, a man can be the catch. I know that's something that a lot of women don't like to believe, but a man can also be the catch. But before I dive into why a man can be the catch, listen to some of what was discussed on the podcast and how he expressed that she went after him. So this is from Entertainment Tonight. In the hell did you pull Simone Biles? 
<laughs> really, how she pulled me, man? That's the question. Oh, man. Lord. Simone Biles' husband, Jonathan Owen, says he's the catch in their relationship and admits when they first started dating, he had never heard of the four-time Olympic gold medalist. It's something you don't want to miss. The newlyweds who tied the knot back in... Before I even get deep, I want to pause right there because when he said he had never heard of Simone Biles, motherfuckers been crazy. How could you never? I don't believe... Look, it's motherfuckers out here that are way more famous than Simone Biles that I have never heard of. Like, just because you heard of somebody don't mean everybody else heard of somebody. Like, somebody sent me a clip the other week of some some gymnast from LSU. I don't remember her name. I believe she goes to LSU. I had never heard of this girl a day in my fucking life. Just because somebody has 8, 9 million followers and you might know them... Don't mean that everybody else knows them. And it doesn't mean that they're lying. They may be lying to you because you might be more tuned into the shade room and the blogs and watching TV and all this shit. But maybe about a decade ago, I remember Jay-Z was on the train in New York City. Jay-Z stepped on a train. He was going to his show, I believe, at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Now, he's going there. He stepped on a train. Everybody got their camera out. Everybody has their camera. Oh, my God, Jay-Z, Jay-Z, Jay-Z. Jay-Z sat down next to a lady, and, and she was confused that at all the cameras now headed in their direction. And she turned to Jay-Z, and she said, um, excuse me, who are you and what do you do? Everybody is not going to know who the fuck you are. You might know, but it doesn't mean that somebody else is going to know. Recently sat down for a chat on the Pivot podcast and reflected on how they first met after Simone popped up on a dating app back in 2020. Let me see who this is. Gymnastics. I ain't never, you know, I, I never really paid attention to gymnastics, so it, it, it piqued my curiosity, you know. While it seems unlikely or even impossible that the Green Bay Packers safety had never heard of Simone, he tried his best to explain how the Olympic hero managed to fly under his radar. When she won the Olympics, I was in college. And we didn't have NBC. We didn't have Olympic channels. And we're in camp. We're in camp late, late, late July, early August. So I'm not paying attention to, you know, so I never would have had a moment to where I would have watched like. And the pro football player shared how he felt after she first messaged him. I didn't know who she was at the time, but. Like, the first thing that I saw was that she just had a bunch of followers. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, she got to be good. Once they connected, Jonathan says things took off fast. Simone driving 45 minutes to visit him in Houston, and the rest is history. I guess sharing it is just a part of my story. So you was really the catch in... I always say we the men are catch, man. I always say we the catch, man. Yeah, so she really booked you. She did, though. Is what you said. And that's the part that people don't like when he say we... The men are the catch. And let's be honest. In a lot of ways, he's correct because every single day we hear women say good men are in short supply. There's no good men left. If there's not a lot of something left, then what did that mean that if you find a good one that he's the catch? Maybe I'm fucked up. If somebody says, hey, I'm going to the store. I'm trying to buy some bananas and all the bananas are fucked up. But you see that one banana in the corner that's looking all ripe. It's looking perfect. Great color. Wouldn't that banana be the catch? Or am I fucking up? If you can't find a good job and you say, God damn, every job I had, my manager is miserable. My manager takes advantage. My manager doesn't love on the employees. But you find a good job and the manager is amazing. 
wouldn't that job be the catch? And now all your friends, uh, girl, where'd you get that job? Girl, can you pull me in? Wouldn't your job be the catch? Or am I fucking up? By him saying that men are the catch, that's not devaluing or saying that a woman cannot be the catch as well or aren't the catch in a lot of situations. But we have to stop this mindset to where if anything, you know, signifies that the man is worthy, then it somehow means the woman ain't shit. We got to stop doing that. We got to stop picking and choosing. Both people can be the catch or the man can be the catch or she can be the catch. But in this case, he said, hey, she drove 45 minutes to see me. Like she was really trying to see my man, Jonathan. Oh, and again, he's he plays for the Green Bay Packers. He's in the NFL. He's a starter on defense. So this man, he's not a bum. He's not. I know that woman who don't watch sports never heard of him, but he's not some scrub that works in the back of McDonald's picking up French fries. He's a starting player in the NFL, man. I was fighting it. I was afraid to commit. I'm, but, you know, like I said, man, it happened when you least suspect it. It wasn't until they started stepping out together that Jonathan realized just how famous and beloved his leading lady is. It was all these moms and, you know, they're there with their kids. And we walked past and everybody stopped and just kids are like shaking. It was like, oh, my God. And I'm like. To me, I'm just Simone. So I'm like, how do these people even know who I am? But it's also cool that they recognize the talent that Team USA brought. Jonathan popped the question on Valentine's Day 2022 and the couple said I do in April in a private city hall ceremony in Texas. Stop, I can't. You guys can make me blush. They later. So as you guys can see, they are married, man. To all the ladies out there telling Simone Biles to leave her man because he said that he's the catch. Like, boo, bitch. What are we doing? What are we doing? I swear, bro, like the phrase misery loves company is a real thing. Like just because you don't, oh my God, a man saying he's a cat, that's a red flag. But shut the fuck up. And I should have bleeped that out, but I don't give a fuck because y'all pissing me oh off Oh right my now, bro. God. Sit the fuck down, go on social media, go to the shade room, do whatever toxic shit that you want to do, but don't project your fucking hatred on somebody else. Let's finish this shit, man. But not for a second time in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico in May in front of 144 guests, including their wedding party of eight bridesmaids and seven groomsmen. And in the months since, Simone has frequently been spotted giving her man a supportive kiss before his games. Oh, love it. Let's do that. After the podcast went live, Jonathan faced some backlash over his The Catch Comp. I want to clap it up, man, because even after the interview, man, um, Simone Biles has stepped out. She said, hey, man, are y'all done bashing him yet? Are y'all done bashing us? Are y'all done giving your critiques on our fucking relationship? And, and like I said, that's the issue. You have to. Understand that certain things come with that. Like if you go in a podcast and you open up and you talk about those type of things, then you probably are going to get some backlash. And that's why I am of the belief that if you're in a relationship and you're happy, a lot of times people got to know, they got to know when to shut the fuck up because on social media, it's a lot of miserable ass people. So once you go on there, you open up, you talk about your relationship. If you're happy, folks are going to try to, Pick and choose or find something to bring you down. Once people see a happy black couple, they're happy. So, you know, in my in, in their life, they might not be as happy. So now if they find anything. So once he said that comment, 
you know, I believe that men are the cats. Again, no offense. Black woman went fucking crazy. Any relationship that I have ever been in, I don't speak on it because too many people run to social media, run online to vent, to open up. When half that shit is not our business. And that's why I say, man, and that's something I was coming across when I was on dating apps that people, a lot of people, like even when some gave me their um, their social media page, some of them had pictures of their last three exes still on social media. So that lets me know that, okay, so when they get in relationships, any relationship they get in, they rush online to post, oh, look at my man. Oh, I'm so, in, and again, some of the captions, say, I'm so in love now. I found my king. And I'm like, God damn, I'm a private person. Outside the podcast, outside of, you know, posting my son and shit like that. I don't post my mama, my my sister. My, like, I am private when it comes to that. And you have people like, like rapper Scarlet. Now, rapper Scarlet, she recently jumped on, I believe it was Instagram, and she shared her frustration because she came across a guy that she ended up fucking, and she said he came quick. And instead of dealing with that privately, she jumped on social media, and she said this. Hmm? I'm not fucking nobody. Why are you still here? You leaving regardless. I'm not kicking you out. (laughs) Cause I don't want to. You're crazy. You are. Okay, bye. Yo, this nigga is fucking crazy. Yo, y'all. I won't be surprised if that. Nigga come trying to burn my motherfucking door down. Let me tell y'all what happened, right? I'm mad because me and this nigga in the bed. The nigga going nut. Two, like not even two minutes. Put like two strokes in. And the nigga going nut. So I'm pissed off. Like, why the fuck you playing with me? I didn't say I'm never fucking you again. Now, I want to boo her first and foremost because at the end of the day, That's something I don't like, man, because if you lay down, you have sex with a man. It, I don't give a fuck if that man nuts in four seconds, he still beat. I want to clap it up for the beat beat. So y'all can say whatever y'all want. Oh, my God. He, oh, he bust in three seconds. He still beat. Girl, stop. That's a lie. He still beat because at the end of the day, a man don't give a fuck. We don't give a fuck if we come in four seconds. We still put the beat beat. Ooh, you a lie. Yes, sir. And and like I say, man, if you have casual sex, you have a one night stand, you never know what the fuck you're going to get. So you got to take it. You got to take it. And that's why I say like that type of shit we shouldn't even know about. If you lay down, you have sex with 10 men in one night. Like we shouldn't know that this motherfucker is coming that quick. We shouldn't know. When I get to the point where I settle down, have a have a great relationship, you know, get to the point of marrying somebody. It got to be somebody who understands that a relationship is worked on in real life. A relationship is worked on, you know, face to face, great communication, healthy communication, like focusing on and paying attention to each other. A great relationship is not worked on because, well, by every time there's an issue, you jump on social media. Every time there's something going on, you jump on social media. And that's why I say, man, when I posted um. When I spoke about Cardi B and how 
I could never marry or date somebody like that because every time something is going good, she jumps online. Every time something is going bad, she jumps online. Every time she's mad at offset, she jumps online. Every time she's emotional, she jumps on social media. I want to boo because things like that is counterproductive. And as you guys saw in the last podcast episode where Cardi B was grown, she was going the fuck off. Cardi B was going the fuck off about offset. Now, for New Year's and everything now, they're supposedly back together. They're going to counseling. And she admitted online that she fucked him. Oh, yeah, I got dicked down. But I know some of you guys don't believe it. But this is what Cardi B had to say in relation to being spotted out partying with her, with, with her husband offset. After saying that he's trash, he's a bum, he's this, he's that, but yet they still together. And that's why I said last time that if you jump online, you rush to social media, a lot of times you end up looking like a dumbass because we know based on your history that you're probably going to take them back. And when you take them back, you got to understand the criticism and the eye rolls and the bitch you stupids that's going to come with it. But this is what Cardi B had to say. It's a little bit clear to you guys because... You guys are making your assumptions, and I just want y'all to hear from the horse's mouth. Was I clubbing with my baby father yesterday? Yes. Did I got dick down yesterday? Absolutely, baby. I'm not going to put my... Y'all can use your rose on New Year's Eve. I need some dick for New Year's Eve. I feel like we was vibing yesterday. We had a good time. We was henny down. We was both in the same club. And it's like, it was just really awkward. Like, I'm in my section. He's in his section. It's like, man, just fucking come over here. Like, let's just chill. We're having a good time. Um, But I feel at the point of where we at in our relationship, we've been together for seven years. We've been married for seven years. The answer, I, I don't consider that we're back together because the answer of getting back together is not a good night at the club. And fucking the night long. I want to pause it, man, because like that's where you send mixed messages. And that's often where people get their feelings hurt or sometimes people get killed. So if you're still going out or you're still having sex with the person who you claim you are separate from, that's when issues start. Because you having sex with him, he might have the idea that you guys are back together. But now you say you guys are not. So let's say she gets spotted out with Future or somebody else. Now, he might have the belief, well, bitch, I thought we was back together because we we had sex a couple times. But now you're saying you're not. That's why I say it's an issue. And you got to be careful before you dive in and you play this silly game of, of back and forth, you know, freeze tag. Hey, you're frozen. Oh, you're unfrozen. You got to be careful because that's where shit get tricky. But let's dive into more what Cardi B had to say to kind of give some more insight. This like, work on our shit. We need to work on our communication. There's things that he got to work on. There's things that I got to work on. And I feel like until we don't work, we don't work. Um, we, until we work that out, I don't feel like we're back together. Um, I feel like we love each other. I, 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 I love Offset, and he loves me. But, you know, we've been together for such a long time. Um, so basically, they're not together, but they still going to fuck because she, she, she has her needs. 
You know, I hate that fucking line. I have my needs. I have my needs. Like, that fucking line pissed me the fuck off. Like, do you got your needs or do you want to get back together? Because at the end of the day, if Offset gets spotted, if Offset says, you know what, bitch, we not together. I found somebody else who I feel like I'm more compatible with. And now he starts dating her. Cardi B is going to jump online. It's going to be an issue. She's going to rant. She's going to say that she feel betrayed. Oh my God. Offset is going through with the fucking divorce. What the fuck you think going to happen? And that's why you got to be careful when you play that back and forth game of we together. We not together. We not fucking. We fucking. Because you end up with situations like this and it's no guarantee that you're going to like that situation. And that's why I say if I find somebody somebody serious, somebody mature. Like I hope it's somebody who knows how to communicate in a healthy way, a super healthy way. I don't need somebody to where we have an issue and that she jumps online. Now she's venting. Now she's spewing her emotions to people who likely don't give a rat's ass. What the fuck is going on? And that's why I say, man, in the world we live in now, you know, we love to believe that it's plenty of fish, but in reality, it's plenty of dead fish. Oh my God, those fish are alive. They're moving. But a lot of the time, they're only moving because the water is making them move. But now when you get up close, like, oh, oh, this motherfucker dead. That's why I say a lot of times it can be a mirage. So don't be fooled. Like somebody have, somebody can have the, the best beard, the six pack. She got the best tits, the best ass. But at the end of the day, when you get closer, you realize like shit might not be what it seems. That's why I say, man, that's why I wanted to come out with this two part dating episode. This is plenty of dead fish part one. That's why I say to um, somebody that's too emotional like Cardi B is counterproductive because you guys can never have a healthy communication because you guys might have issues that you guys are working on behind closed doors. But now we only hear about them when she when she rushes online offset don't jump to social media and vent about whatever the fuck they might be going through that's why i brought up simone biles because again we don't know their relationship behind closed doors we don't know but we have a seemingly happy couple i'm sure they go through arguments and disagreements that that is part of a relationship no relationship is perfect no relationship is void of disagreements but all he said was that she pursued me and i believe that in a lot of cases men are the catch and i I don't see what's the issue because if there's a shortage of men as a shortage of good men that woman reminds you of every day wouldn't that mean that if you find a good man he is the catch and again woman went fucking crazy stay tuned and lock in for part two Because I got the clips queued up. I got some dating stories queued up. More of what can go wrong on dating apps. More of people who hopefully found love on dating apps. Like the host of the Lipstick Laundry podcast. You know, she's, you know, she told me about that she found her man on on a dating app. That she found her man on Bumble. So there are good, there are success stories that come from dating apps. So I'm not saying that. Everybody on dating apps are bad. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is that you got to go through plenty of dead fish to find the one fish that you think 
<laughs> can be viable. So, man, you guys who stay locked in, it's your man John A. Shows, host of that LCP, that Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Stay locked in. Stay tuned in. Part two on the way. And, again, if you love the podcast, tell your friends. Tell your mama, your auntie, your cousin. Let them know to check out that. Brand new LCP.